Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of Powerhouse Politics. I'm ABC News Political Director Rick Klein, joined today by our Chief Congressional Correspondent, Mary Bruce. And today we have two special guests who are the new stars of a Facebook series called The Swamp. Two members of the House Freedom Caucus, Congressman Rod Blum from Iowa and Congressman Ken Buck from Colorado. Both are Republicans and both are Republicans that are thorns in the side to the Republican establishment at a very interesting moment as we're about to have a vacancy for House Speaker. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. So I uh, want to talk about the series in a moment, but it strikes me in, in watching the initial episodes at Facebook that you guys face a big moment right now in, in real time. Speaker Ryan just last week announces that he's stepping down at the end of this term. You have a chance to pick a new leader. Who should that leader be and what, what kind of... What kind of mindset? He, he goes first on that one? No, right. no, 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 no. He, 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 we can no. make Are you announcing the candidacy? Yeah. We'll make some moves here, Mr. I, and he has two votes, his and mine. Uh, so, yeah. so Only the, a person that didn't like you would say you should be the leader of the so House. Mr. Buck says that, uh, that you have to answer the question first. Who, who should the next uh, Republican leader be? Well, I, I don't get into this palace intrigue stuff so much, and we're six months out from... Uh, uh, well, first of all, let's back up. We need to keep the House majority, uh, or only we won't be worrying about a uh, Speaker of the House. Secondly... Uh, I just hope it's somebody that's uh, willing to drain the swamp a bit, if you will, and uh, get back to regular order and have a bottom-up kind of organization where the ideas come from the members as opposed to what we saw at the omnibus bill recently where four people in the entire Congress go in a room and they decide what we're going to have in a bill. And then, you know, 2,000-page bill that we have seven hours uh, to read. So that needs to change. We need to get back to regular order. We need to listen to the, uh, the members. And the idea should come from the membership. The leader of the House and our leadership group are there to support us. Most of the time it feels like we're there to support the members are there to support the leaders. So I think it's, it's, it's backwards. So, so, Mr. Buck, do you think that Kevin McCarthy, who seems to have the inside track for this, is he ready to take up that mantle and lead in the right direction, or do you think you need a new voice? Well, I, I think he's ready. I, I think the, the, the point that Rod makes is that we need to have uh, a, a, uh, somebody that is willing to step out from sort of the Boehner model of uh, leadership. And, and I hope that if, if Kevin is, in fact, that person, Kevin's willing to say, we're going to do things differently. Did Ryan step out from that model? Well, he said he was going to step out. And, and he said that he was going to. And I like Paul. I got to tell you, Paul is a conservative stuck in a swamp. And, and it's unfortunate. But uh, I, I think that uh, Paul didn't do what he said he was going to do. He didn't bring regular order. We've had more closed rules, which means uh, bills with, that don't allow amendments. Mm-hmm than any, uh, any Congress in, in our history. And, and, and now we have this <clears throat> same uh, uh, leadership group that, that apparently is going to take over. Um, and that's why uh, I am the campaign manager for, for Blum for Speaker. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to deal with some of those concerns you have perhaps about Kevin McCarthy, making sure he doesn't get chewed up by the swamp, as you say, are there things you'd be looking for him to promise legislative priorities, uh, chairmanships, are there certain things you're going to need to hear from him in return to get your vote, assuming you don't get it? I think the problem with D.C. is there's too much quid pro quo. There's too much, uh, you give me this and I'll give you that. I, I think what we need from Kevin is a, a, an attitude of, or, or whoever is the, the new leader, we need an attitude of what do you think and, and what can we do to, if you've got the same old people doing the same old jobs, you don't get any new ideas. And that's why the American people turn to the other party for new ideas. We've got to have those ideas. We're much younger and, and much more in touch with the American people than than, than the Democrats are. We should start acting like it. And I come from the private sector, the corporate world. And uh, as I told Paul Ryan when he was chairman of the Way- House uh, Ways and Means Committee running for speaker, uh, I said, 
you can bring a new CEO into a company, but if you don't change any of the vice presidents, you don't change the culture. And I implored him, I begged him to change the people underneath him in leadership so that the culture would change. And he didn't. He left everyone in place, and the culture, he tweaked it around the edges, but the culture didn't change much. We need to change the culture. So if it, if, if it is Kevin uh, that's going to be the next speaker, ends up being the next speaker, then I think the people underneath him need to be changed, or else the culture is never going to change. Does that mean that you want to make sure that, that your voice is represented in leadership in perhaps a different position? Yes, we. Uh, well, I, I, you know, we're members of the House Freedom Caucus, yeah. and uh, we, we need we need to be more involved in the in the process. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I definitely uh, am for someone from the House Freedom Caucus either being uh, uh, Speaker of the House or or Majority mm-hmm. Leader or House Whip, or else the culture is not going to change. You, they can move around the chairs sure. and put different people in different chairs, but we're going to have the same thing a year from now as we have right now unless we change the people in those chairs. Mm-hmm. So in 1994, when Newt Gingrich took over uh, the House in, in his group took over the House, uh, they had a term limit on chairmanships. So mm-hmm. chairs can only serve six years. And that's a great idea because you allow uh, new members to, to move up in, in the party structure, you would think. But if all you do is you take a chair from one committee and you make them a oh, chair boy. on another committee, mm-hmm. you're still blocking those ideas from coming up. The Democrats have a horrible system. They, they, they literally, people are talking about leaving, even though they may take the majority because they have people that have been in place for 20, 30 years when uh, the, the ranking member of judiciary left, he told me that he was working on the Nixon uh, impeachment proceedings and he just left Congress. Uh, 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 Conyers. Con- yeah, Congressman Conyers. Yeah. And so uh, it is, that that system's worse, but we've got to make sure we just don't play uh, the, the musical chair game with our chairmanships. So one theme of the series, and I know it's something that you both feel strongly about, and you talk about this in the series, uh, in the swamp, is uh, the, the hold of special interest groups on, on both parties, different groups for different parties. My question for you guys is, what special interest groups that are aligned mostly with your politics, with your priorities, with the Republican Party, are you saying that you would disavow? I mean, there's there's no shortage on both sides, but doesn't it have to start with saying, you know, look, Americans for tax reform or the, the Koch brothers and Freedom Partners or the NRA, I don't want your support anymore. If you're really going to break that hold on special interests across the board. Sure, I'll, I'll tell you one. Uh, Rod won't tell you one because he's, he's going to kind of dance duck it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but U.S. Chamber of Commerce. U.S. Chamber of Commerce is, is an organization that promotes the ex- Export-Import Bank, that promotes big government, that uh, is hired by major corporations to uh, engage in uh, the kinds of activities that are just swamp-like. And, and I'm, I'm happy to go to their uh, Christmas reception. I'm happy to eat their food. But uh, whenever they're in favor of something, uh, it, it really makes me concerned. And I, for one, uh, I know there's something called the First Amendment and, and the freedom of speech. Uh, so I get that. But I, for one, would love to see all outside money, 100% of outside money eliminated. In the House of Representatives, it's a two-year term. And uh, I, I'm in a Democrat district, for example, a very competitive, targeted district. My uh, district, two years ago, my rate's $8 million for 24 months. And, yeah. and it just never ends this uh, raising of money, the quest for money, and hence special interest groups are more than happy to uh, to fill that void. I'd love to see special interests, all that money, taken out of politics. So one of the things uh, I couldn't believe when I first got to Washington, coming from the private sector, is how much money is, I call it sloshing around, mm-hmm. billions of dollars in, in this town to influence people like us. I, I'd like to get rid of all of it and just have uh, have television stations uh, uh, televised debates 
Excellent. Say we have to do 20 debates or 30 debates and let the elections be about ideas and about principles, not about who can raise and spend the most money. It influences those folks. It doesn't influence us. We, so we've been watching the series, and we're struck by one of the lines that you said, and it's saying, as soon as you want something, you become part of the swamp. But weren't you elected to get something done? I mean, everyone comes to Washington trying to, to get something. Is that necessarily a bad thing? It is a bad thing. What we're elected to do is to look at legislation and vote based on merit, not vote based on personal interest. So if I say I want to be on the Judiciary Committee and and the Speaker or Majority Leader says, that's great, we'll put you on the Judiciary Committee, but in return you need to vote for this omnibus. If the omnibus doesn't have merit, I shouldn't be voting for it. Each each, And if I don't have merit to be on the Judiciary Committee, I shouldn't be placed on the Judiciary Committee. So uh, if there was a merit-based system rather than a personal interest-based system, we would be far better off. But what yeah, that, that, was, that was my line. Mm-hmm. And, 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 <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just defend it. I'll defend it. Yes. And, and, and I absolutely agree with that, that when you want something in this town, that's when leadership has you. If you say, I want to be on what's called an A committee, like Ways and Means or Financial Services, mm-hmm. then you've got to get on the team. If you say, I want to be in House leadership, then you need to get on the team. Get on the team is French for hand your voting card to leadership. And and I was uh, uh, trying to get on Ways and Means Committees, because, Ways and Means Committee, because I'm a business guy. I'm a private sector guy. I've got a lot of experience with the economy and taxation. Mm-hmm. And during uh, the the House uh, vote on, on repealing and replacing Obamacare, mm-hmm. I was whipping as a no vote. And I would get calls from establishment members of Congress, of, of uh, the Republican House, saying, this is what we mean, Rod, by, by being able to cast the tough votes. And I said, I really took exception to that. And, I, and, and they said, basically, if you want to be in ways and means, you have to be able to cast the tough vote. And I said, with all due respect, I think whipping no on a bill that the president wants a yes on is the tough vote. And take me off the list for wanting to get on Ways and Means Committee. Because I figured out right then, when, when you want something, you got to be a member of the team and do and follow, or you're not going to get on a, a committee. You're not going to move up in leadership. So the best place to be in this town is not wanting anything from your party or from your leadership. But how then you, you can truly be independent, as Ken was talking about. But how do you really get anything done if you don't, if you don't want something? I mean, that's a lot of what Congress is. What you want in Iowa and what you want in Colorado, they're going to be different at times. You've got to work together. You've got to compromise oh, inside parties or outside of parties. Don't you need to advocate and want something as part of that relationship? Well, you shouldn't be in this business. You shouldn't be in government if, you don't, if you're unwilling to compromise. So I hope that didn't come across as I'm unwilling mm-hmm. to compromise. But I have principles. When you say want something, you mean something mm-hmm. tangible like a committee assignment? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I want the economy to be better. I want there right, to be sure. less government. I want to be more freedom and liberty. I want a lot of things. But I'm talking about tangible right. positions within our party. Yes. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, more of our conversation with Congressman Rod Blum and Congressman Ken Buck. Brought to you by Indeed. Used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. There's a lot coming at you right now. Turmoil, tweets, an insane amount of chatter. I'm Brad Milkey with ABC News, and I am here to throw you a lifeline. It's a new podcast called Start Here, where our experts give you on-the-ground access to the biggest stories of the day. We're going to give you some context, some clarity among the chaos. 20 minutes every weekday. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and start here. 
Welcome back to this special edition of Powerhouse Politics. So let's talk about what you may want over the next six months as we head towards the midterms. What is realistic to actually get done? And you talk so much about the need to rein in government spending. Obviously, there was a lot of concern from many uh, of your membership about this omnibus bill that just passed. There has been discussion of trying to rein in some of that spending going forward. What can you get done in the next six months, realistically? You can start on that one, Ken. Well, it's an election. <laughs> <laughs> you like that layup? Yeah. What, what Rod and I would like to get I'll done. I'll defer to the Princeton is, guy. <laughs> <laughs> what Rod and I would like to get done is different than what uh, leadership wants to get done. Yeah. What leadership wants to get done is not to make anybody take a tough vote. Uh, mm-hmm. Go into these elections and, and make sure that uh, folks have the best chance of getting reelected. What Rod and I would like to see done is, is to make sure that we are uh, cutting as much spending as we can over the next six months. I, I think the. the so the, you want to see a new. A new cut, a rescission package. Absolutely, a rescission yeah. package, and, and not just this year's uh, budget bill, but but past years where, where agencies have accumulated money, uh, take that money away. But I, I think we get reelected because we do something positive, not because we don't do something negative. So I think we have to be risk takers. I think we have to go out, and I think we have to uh, solve the immigration issue. It is not that tough an issue to solve. Get border security and start working on the immigration issue. Show the American people that when they gave us power, we used it in the right way. Uh, solve the spending issues, solve the other issues. Uh, we, we've done very little, really, with the opioid uh, epidemic. Let's start solving problems and telling the American people they should trust us for another two years. Finally, before we let you guys go, the, the, the title of the, of the series, good. of course. That's <laughs> yeah. how I didn't have to answer that question. You got to, you got to duck what I like to You're account. up next. Wait what I, what I'd like to accomplish is find out where he gets these ties for $1.75. $1.75, <laughs> folks. I'm not going to do it on TV because we'll get that section cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let That's you, the bar. I'll let, you, I'll let you earn this question uh, first, then, uh, Mr. Blum. So uh, the, the, the title, of course, is The Swamp. We heard the president, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. It echoes in your ears still if you listen to, to, to 2016. i got to say, you look around at uh, a lot of the stories that have developed over the last couple of months, there's a lot of swampy headlines. We're talking about uh, spending on personal travel by cabinet agencies, uh, spending money to refurbish their office spaces, tens of thousands of dollars at times, a whole lot of lobbyists populating uh, these agencies at top levels. To your mind, is President Trump draining the swamp? Or are you seeing it get worse? I don't think it's getting worse. Uh, I, one of the first times I was with the president after he's elected, I said, with all due respect, Mr. President, I was into draining the swamp before you were into draining the swamp. <laughs> and I was. When yeah. I ran for this uh, job five years ago, I was talking about we need to reform the culture in Washington, D.C. and change the way Congress operates. We are seeing a lot of swampy things, to use your words, I think because we have an outlier who is the president. We have somebody from the private sector who is the president who is not a product of the swamp. And I think these things are... Per- I, I, there's a saying, I can't say it on television from Iowa, about things coming to the, to the, to the surface. Uh, I think these things are coming... Yes, these things are coming to the surface because we have a president uh, who is not of the swamp. Uh, but there's more we can do. I mean, I'd, I'm a term limits guy. I'd love to see us pass term limits. I'd love to see term limits on career bureaucrats in this town. I'd love to see term limits on our leadership. Speaker of the House, majority leader, there should be term limits on that. 80% of Americans agree with that. We should have a lifetime ban on lobbying. There's a lot of things we should do. We should cut our pay every year that we don't balance the budget, for example. We should need to get rid of this uh, $87 million slush fund for sexual harassment. Are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. Uh, There's a lot of the things that we need to do. I wish just one of them, any one of them would come up for a vote, but particularly term limits. Americans demand it. They want it. Let's give them what they want. But we make things complicated, back to Ken's point. Let's just do what we told the American people we're going to do. 
and we'll be fine the next election. But we complicate things around here. Americans sent us here for border security. Americans sent us here to balance the budget. Americans sent us here to make sure we have a strong defense. Americans sent us here because they want to earn more money and they want the economy to be vibrant and growing. These are not complicated issues, like Ken said. They want us to tackle immigration reform and welfare reform. Let's just do what we said we'd do. But I'm a business guy. I can't believe this town, how we complicate everything. It's not that hard. Do you think Republicans are going to hold on to the House? Uh, I do. I think it's going to be very close. I think it's that was a bit close. of a... And it's a long time. It's well, a long time between... Well, because uh, six, seven months in politics is a lifetime, as we all are aware. So let, let's see where we're at in seven months. But the president's popularity or his approval rating is, I think, 51%. Uh, so that, that's good out uh, in Iowa, where I'm from. Uh, he, he won my district by three percentage points. Uh, former President Obama won my district by 18. That's a 21-point turnaround. So the president is still very popular in my district, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But a growing, strong economy, I think, is uh, pocketbook issues are always mm-hmm. the top issues Even in if you election. see concern, like with the runaway spending, that you're straying from conservative principles and sometimes the way things are getting done, would it be a bad thing if the voters punish that, in your guys' mind, for the principled stand, for the, the broader stand than staying in power? It is never good uh, to drain a swamp by electing Democrats. It is never good. Uh, Neil Gorsuch is helping to drain the swamp. That wouldn't have happened with Democrats. Colorado guy. Tax reform, absolutely. Uh, tax reform bill uh, would not have happened with, with Democrats. Um, so so uh, there are uh, Scott Pruitt, Betsy DeVos. All those folks are helping to drain the swamp. And uh, the fact that they are being attacked um, means that they're doing a good job. Um, they would not be attacked by the left if they were uh, something that the left looked at as, fa- or someone the left looked at as favorable. So um, I absolutely think this president is, is helping to drain the swamp. This town was built on a swamp. You can't drain a swamp overnight or in your first two years. So it's going to take a, a period of time. But I think the culture is changing in D.C. All right. They call them the killer bees. Rod Blum from Iowa, Ken Buck from Colorado. Congressman, thank you for thank you guys for being here. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. so much for having us. Thank, thank you, you very much. And that does it for us. Please take a moment, rate and review the show on iTunes. Don't forget, you can find other ABC News podcasts by going to abcnewspodcast.com. We will be back next week. For my colleague, Mary Bruce, I'm Rick Klein. Thanks for listening. <laughs>